Well, God bless you, and it's so good to be back again with you today. Thank you so much for coming. We realize it's not always possible to travel to a service somewhere and fellowship with the people there, so we bring the service to you, wherever you are. We hope you'll be encouraged today as you discover God's peace and His promises for your life. Would you open in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3? That's where we're going to be today, and if you would like, we're going to put those verses right up here on the video for you, just to make it easy to follow along. If you have your Bible, just follow along in your Bible. If it's on your smartphone, that's fine too. I'd like to talk to you today about being settled in the seasons. We all go through seasons in life. There's times when everything seems to be going good. You're not facing any major trials with your health. You have a good job. You have an income. You have a good family and you have good friends. But then there's also seasons in life where things just seem like everything's falling apart. You've lost your income. The doctor gives you some bad news about your health. Your kids seem to have made the wrong choices and they've got the wrong kind of friends. There's times when it seems like you don't have any purpose in life anymore and you're not sure what happened, what your life is all about. You're uncertain what, if anything, God wants to use you for in life. It just seems like those dreams that you had, the things that you were imagining for your life have been put on hold. You wonder where God is. In times like these, it's easy to become depressed. It's easy to feel hopeless and without purpose in life. But what you need to realize is that the things that you're going through now are not the way it's always going to be. God takes us through different seasons in life. And each of those seasons has a different purpose. And each season that we go through is part of God's bigger plan to grow us and to use us in greater ways than He did before. Just like in nature, each season that we go through has a purpose. For instance, with seeds, there's a season for planting and there's a season for waiting while that little seed is growing beneath the surface of the soil. Then there's a season of hope when that little seed, against all odds, begins to break through that ground, that hardened ground. That's followed by a season of growth where that tiny little tender sprout becomes a mature tree. And finally, there's a season of harvest when that seed has grown to a much greater existence than what it was when it was planted. And now it's producing fruit in abundance. During the season of planting, the farmer puts what looks like a dead seed in the ground and he covers it over with the soil. To the untrained eye, it looks like the seed has been discarded, that its life is over. But the farmer knows differently. He knows the sequence of the seasons. He doesn't worry that he can no longer see that little seed. It may be out of sight and it may seem like it's being crushed by the soil around it. But beneath the surface of the ground, that soil is surrounding that seed with the minerals, the nutrients, and the moisture that it needs to come to life again. 
The little seed, which appeared all but dead, is now in a place where the moisture will not quickly evaporate away. The farmer knows that in a while, in the next season, he'll see that miraculous transformation of that little dried up seed into a new thriving and tender plant. In the same way, during the season of trial that you might be going through, God is hiding you while you extend out your roots into the soil around you. He's laying the foundation for what's going to be built in you. It would be a mistake during the season of planting for you just to give up because it's dark down there. You think everyone's forgotten you. You simply want to give up, but you can't see what God's doing. The season of planting doesn't have any tangible, outward, visible evidence that anything is happening. Everything is being done out of sight. It's buried away in secret. But the book of Hebrews in chapter 11 says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. Soon the growth of that little seed that was hidden and tenderly incubated now breaks through that soil and through its tiny, and though it's tiny at first, it's alive. The next season has begun. The season of planning is over and the new season of hope has arrived. As it stretches toward the light, the little plant grows stronger and starts to realize its purpose for being incubated and the reason for its new existence. Its growth and purpose are now becoming obvious to everyone because you can see it. All that was needed was a little bit of patience and trusting in God's plan. You see, each season has a purpose. There would not be a season of harvest if there had not been a season of hope and growth waiting for the little plant to grow and mature. There would not be a season of hope and growth if there hadn't been a season of planting where you couldn't see what was going on. You see why it's important not to give up anywhere along the way. And in this sequence of seasons is happening in nature all around you too. It teaches us. Nature teaches us how God works in our lives as well. Without the witness of that miraculous little example of life, it would be easy to lose hope. As the original seed is seemingly discarded into darkness and left all alone. It would be easy for despair to set in as you waited day after day for something to happen and you just didn't see anything happening. But when you understand the sequence of the seasons, you realize that it's all going to be okay and you become settled in the seasons. As you go through the seasons over and over again, you gain experience and you see what God is doing and it gives you faith to go through the next season, the next time of planting, the time of trial when you're all alone. It gives you faith that God is still with you and that He's taking care of everything. You realize that the things that you're going through are all a part of God's plan to grow you and to use you. You see, He wasn't finished with you. No, He's just getting started. What you thought was the end was really the beginning. And throughout your life, you're going to go through these seasons, patiently being planted by the Father, then growing, then being fruitful. And each new cycle, 
then one day you'll be amazed as you realize just how much God has used you in life. But here's the thing to remember. Many of the greatest works of God are not done in a minute or an hour or a day, but in a season. Think about the cross of Calvary. The Son of God was taken down from the cross and buried away in the earth. Left as dead, it was a season of planting. But then the mighty power of God's Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. It was a miraculous season of hope. And at first he was seen by only a few people. Then more, then even more. Hope began to spread. It was a season of hope now. Then the news about his resurrection began to grow. And it was known everywhere. It was a season of growth then. Then the Holy Spirit filled those who believed on him. And they went forth and proclaimed the good news of the Messiah, Jesus. The season of harvest was beginning. And now over the centuries since that day, hundreds of billions of people have believed on his name. And soon the final harvest will begin and death and suffering will be cast away and be no more. Joy and peace and righteousness will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. This is God's beautiful plan. And it's a plan in which every season has its purpose. So in addition to being settled in the seasons that you're going through, let your heart be patient in the seasons of God's grand plan in which He will remove sin and death and bring righteousness and everlasting life. Let your heart be settled in His timing. Let your heart be settled in the seasons. Now it's no secret that we're living in a time of moral decline and darkness. Political correctness is trying to do away with common sense. I heard the story not long ago about a little 10-year-old boy who was in school and his teacher asked the class what their favorite animal was. The little boy lit up with a big smile on his face, raised his hand and shouted out, Fried chicken! The teacher frowned and said, That wasn't funny. But it must have been because everyone was laughing. You see, the young boy's parents had taught him to always tell the truth and just be honest about what he was thinking. Fried chicken was his favorite animal. Anyway, the boy's teacher wasn't amused. She sent him to the principal's office. The principal laughed, and then he told the boy, uh, don't do that again. Later that evening, the boy told his dad what had happened, and the dad said, oh, don't worry about it. The teacher was probably a member of that animal organization, PETA, or something. But the next day in class, the teacher asked the same boy what his favorite live animal was. And without hesitation, the young man told her, Chicken! Rolling her eyes, thinking, here we go again. She asked the boy, Why is chicken your favorite animal? And the boy said, Because you can make it into fried chicken. She sent him back to the principal's office. The principal laughed again and told him not to do it again. The young boy didn't understand. His parents had always taught him to be honest. But in his mind, the teacher didn't like it when he was being honest. The next day, the teacher came up with a plan. She asked the same young man 
to tell her which famous person he admired the most. The boy thought for a second or two. Then he said, Colonel Sanders. Guess where he went next? Let's get back to our teaching. Seriously, though, you are to be a light in this present darkness that we're in. All these strange things going on, you're to be the light that shows hope in God. It all comes down to trusting God, trusting who He is, trusting in His wisdom, resting in His care. He may not always do things the way that you're expecting, but He's watching over you, He cares for you, and He knows what He's doing. So be patient in the season that you're in. He has a purpose for you in that season. That's what today's passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 speaks about. It says, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. That's the way it was with Joseph in the book of Genesis in chapters 37 through 47. Now we'll just talk about Joseph for a little bit. We're obviously not going to read those 10 chapters right now. But basically, here's the story and the outline of Joseph. Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Israel. It was also called Jacob before that. But Joseph had some dreams and visions and his older brothers became jealous of him. And they sold him into slavery. They tried to tell his father, who loved him very much, they tried to tell his father that he had probably been killed by some wild animal. But they just wanted to get rid of Joseph. They were jealous of him, having all these dreams and his father loving him so much. So they sold him into slavery, into the land of Egypt. Now, after that, he went down there and he was doing some work for this man, but it wasn't long before he was put in a jail because the man's wife accused Joseph of something that he didn't do. But Joseph was a man of integrity. He didn't want to have this affair with his, with his master's wife. And so he ran out of the place. But she was angry because, she, because Joseph had declined her advances and not accepted her. He had rejected her advances toward him. So she made up the story that Joseph was trying to come on to her and hit on to her. But he was thrown into jail for that story, for what she had said. But in that time in prison, he spent the time living honorably, trying to be as truthful as he could, being a man of integrity. The first time when he was thrown into the jail and sold into slavery into Egypt, you could say that was a season of planting. People thought he was gone. People thought that he wasn't around anymore. To them, he was dead. To him, to them, he was just planted out in the dirt and covered over and no one would even think about him anymore. It was a season of planting, you could say. That time in prison, when he lived honorably and got the guards to uh, like him and they entrusted him with authority, that was a season of patiently waiting. He had been through the planting 
Now people were beginning to noticing him. They were beginning to notice him, and he was waiting for the time when somehow God would get him out of that jail. Before long, he was called before Pharaoh because Pharaoh had a dream, and he had heard through some of the people in the jail that Joseph could interpret dreams. So this was a time of opportunity. This was a time when now Joseph was noticed by even Pharaoh. He was just a small person at that time still, fresh from the jail cell. And, and here he was coming before the king of Egypt. But it was a season of hope. There was some opportunity there. But then as Pharaoh talked to him, Pharaoh realized that Joseph had correctly interpreted his dream that he had and that Joseph had the Spirit of God upon him. Pharaoh recognized that Joseph had wisdom, and he asked Joseph to manage his food for him and for all of Egypt during this time of famine that God had warned Pharaoh about in a dream, in a vision. This was a time of growth. Now Joseph came out of the jail, and Joseph was to be second in command in all of Egypt probably the most technologically advanced nation on earth at that time, doing very, very well. And yet they were going to be facing this famine that God had revealed to Pharaoh was going to come on the land. And Joseph had gave him the interpretation and shown him what that dream meant. And so now Pharaoh, in order to protect his own family and his people and his country in Egypt there, assigned Joseph this great responsibility to manage the food in the coming times of famine. So, Joseph started saving up the food. He started collecting a small percentage of the food from the people over and beyond what they usually gave. And as a result, he stored all this food up during the years that were good before the famine hit and when the famine hit, during those years when there was no food, they went to the silos that he had stored the food in, and they were able to give everybody food, and the people didn't perish, because Joseph was being led by God. He had this wisdom. Pharaoh had recognized this young man and brought him from the prison to the palace. It was a time of great growth, and now, Joseph was going into the next season, a season of harvest, a season of fulfillment. As a result of Joseph being in that situation, God saved Egypt and Israel during the time of, fa of famine. And now, instead of a famine where people were perishing, it was a season of harvest where they had food and everything was going well. And through that, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers who also came down and needed food in the time of famine and had his whole family moved down there. He forgave his brothers. He put them in the best places of the land. And because he was second in authority behind Pharaoh alone, Pharaoh gave him permission to give his family the best place in all the land. So in the same way, in times of difficulty that you go through, Realize that these times won't last forever. God's just laying the foundation for the next season. It would have been easy for Joseph to think, well, God has forgotten about me. 
He's forsaken me. He doesn't even know where I am. My family doesn't even know that I'm alive anymore. But no, you never read about Joseph complaining about his situation. Instead, he silently just did the best he could with the season that he was in, and he trusted God. He knew that God knew what he was doing. He knew that God's wisdom was infinite and perfect. He knew that God's timing was perfect. He knew that he'd be far better off waiting on God instead of trying to make something happen himself. As a result, God not only saved his family and brought he and his family back together and restored his relationship with his brothers, but he brought all of their relatives and grandkids and all of these people back down to Egypt to where they'd be safe and have the best of the land before them because Joseph had found favor in Pharaoh's eyes. And Pharaoh was very appreciative to Joseph because God had used Joseph to save the land of Egypt at a time of famine when all of the people could have perished. Instead, they survived and thrived. God is just laying the foundation for your next season. You may think it looks like a trial where you are, but God has a plan. Wait patiently for His hand to move you on to the next season. His timing's perfect and His wisdom is infinite. Now here's the key. No matter what season God has you in at the moment, learn to rest in His care. Try to see the glass as half full and not as half empty. Be patient where He has you now and look for the things that He wants to teach you in this season. Look for the things that He wants to use you for. Seek His face. Find out what He's planning for you if you can. Make the best from the moment you're in. You can do that if you remember His promise that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hold tight on to the promises of Philippians 4, 6 through 7, where it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So you see, your understanding is limited. Your mind is not capable of fully comprehending the ways of the Lord. But because of His incredible love for you, you can rest, knowing that somehow it's all going to work out for your good. It all comes down to His love. It's His love that takes the fear away. It's His love that chases away the doubts. It's His love that tells you you're going to be okay and that you're going to come out the other side better than you were before. Listen to what God says in Ecclesiastes, also in Ecclesiastes, this time chapter 11, verse 5. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. So no matter what season you're in at the moment, just keep looking up. Stay close to your Heavenly Father. Let your thoughts recall His faithfulness and goodness. Remember the words of 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, which says, Always be joyful. 
Never stop praying. Be thankful in all your circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I find great comfort in the scriptures because I realize that today and all of this life is no more than a tiny microscopic speck of dust compared to the everlasting life that God has given us in His Son, Jesus Christ. What about you? Have you thought about what happens after death? Are you certain where you'll go after you die? Today is the day to settle that question because you can know that you're going to heaven. If you believe on the Son of God, Jesus the Messiah, and you're not ashamed to confess Him before men, you will be saved. That's what God's Word says. The Lord Jesus guarantees this when He said, Whoever believes in Me, though he die, yet shall he live. That's in John chapter 11, verse 25. Why don't you give Him your life today, right now? If you call out to Him, He'll hear that cry and He'll answer you. He'll rescue you from the darkness. He'll shine His light on your heart and give you newness of life. He'll change you into a new person, forgiving all those past sins and the bad things that you've done. You'll be completely new and He'll give you everlasting life in heaven. And that's guaranteed by God Himself. Amen? We want to give you an opportunity to believe in Jesus as the Messiah and Lord and to receive God's peace in your life today. You can be saved and given everlasting life in heaven by simply believing that God sent His one and only Son into the world to save us from judgment. That's how we talk about Passover doing. He sees the blood of the blemish-free lamb and He passes over the house. You can know that, Lord. You can know Him. You can know the kingdom of heaven is yours. Just pray something like this. God, I do want to know You and have peace in life. I believe on Your Son, Jesus Christ, as Lord. Please forgive all my sins. I do give my life to You. Thank You, Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, God heard you, and He's already started working in your life. A seed's been planted in your heart. It's a time of planting. Over time, you'll begin to see the wonderful changes He's making in you. Get in a good Bible-based church. Learn about Him and His Word. Talk to Him every day in prayer. He's going to do amazing things in your life. 